0: Um, on this very, very important and very encouraging topic uh, from the Baptist faith and message, the kingdom of God. What's it all about? (laughs) Article 9 of the Baptist faith and message um, puts forward this kingdom reality. And I don't know if any of you saw the Pathway article um, this past week, the NBC um, Pathway article that, that highlighted... The Baptist faith and message, and a resolution that we made as messengers in October to Branson. And that resolution was that we, as Baptists, want to make sure not only that um, our people know what we believe in terms of our doctrine, but then our pastors and churches are actually putting forward good, healthy doctrine so that we know what it is that we believe from um, our. Doctrinal position and statement. So, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, we're just picking up. We had already started that before, and, and we all heartily voted um, as, as that as a good thing. Uh, and the, the pathway is actually putting out articles as it relates to the Baptist Faith and Message uh, now. So, it's great to be able to, to know what we believe and why, uh, because it's just important for our witness as a church and our own Christian discipleship. Okay, so let's see what the Baptist Faith and Message says about the kingdom. Here uh, in Article 9 and point number one here of our little message is uh, God's sovereign kingdom rule is what we're going to see at the first part of the Baptist faith and message on this article. Let's see it from our church's doctrinal position. The kingdom of God, it says, includes both his general sovereignty over the universe and his particular kingship over men who willfully acknowledge him As king. You see that from the Baptist Faith and Message? We always root everything that we see in our doctrinal positions in the word of God. So would you look with me at God's word in Isaiah chapter 6 to get a feel for God's kingship and authority. It says this, in the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne high and lifted up. Smoke. The Lord is on his throne, church. The language of the train of his robe is kingly language, church. We see that in our church doctrine. We see that in God's word. Hebrews 12, 28 says this as well. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. It's a kingdom that can never be shaken. We worship him because of his great sovereign rule. God is in control of all things, amen? He's the sovereign king, the creator who created all things. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Make no mistake about it. Our king is the Lord. And our king is not only a creator, he's a sustainer. And whether we acknowledge it or not, or whether someone, hopefully everybody here acknowledges it, but there are a lot of people who don't acknowledge that, right? Does that make him not king? Because some people scorn him, reject him, deny him, even hate him. Does that make him not king? No. No. People come against God every day. People seek to mock God, but God is in the heavens. He does all that he pleases, as the psalmist says. But thankfully, there are believers too who actually recognize and submit to his kingship. As the Baptist faith and message goes, it makes that distinct, distinct distinction. He's king overall, He's sovereign, he reigns. But then believers also recognize that kingship and are submitted under him as Lord. So here's my question to you. Do you submit to God, our great God, as King and Lord? Have you bowed down before him? Is your heart in submission to who he is? Do you want his glory above man's glory? As a church, we need to together bow down before God and recognize and to promote his glory. Glory, look, that's why we exist. Not to us, not to us, but to your name be the glory. Who gets the glory? God gets the glory. Not us, not our reputation, not anything that we can do, but the glory of our great God. That's where the Baptist faith and message starts, and I think that's a good place for us to begin. But then it goes on, and we're gonna see here in point number two, God's spiritual, kingly, Reign, we see that and, and you see the language of already. You'll see the connection here in a minute because there's this already aspect of the kingdom. We talked about this before in our, in our Matthew series. And then there's also that not yet aspect as well, which we'll see in our third point. But this already aspect, this spiritual kingdom and reign that is already, let's see it from the Baptist faith and message now in this next part of The Confession of Faith. It says, particularly the kingdom is the realm of salvation into which men enter by trustful, childlike commitment to Jesus Christ. Christians ought to pray and labor that the kingdom may come and God's will be done on earth. Doesn't that sound familiar? We went through Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, and he teaches us how to pray, didn't he? And what does he say in Matthew 6 and verse 9? Pray then like this. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then later in Matthew 6 and the Sermon on the Mount, we saw this as well, dealing with anxiety. Matthew 6 and verse 33, instead of being anxious, what does it say? But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. You see the focus of the kingdom now? Mark 1 in verse 14 says this. Now after John was arrested, we know who John was, right? John the Baptist. Jesus came into Galilee proclaiming the gospel of God and saying, what does he say? The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. Do you see the already aspect of the kingdom there it's come with jesus it's at hand is at hand now does at hand mean now yeah it's at hand it's already here colossians 1 look at the amazing aspects of the kingdom he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son you see what <laughs> In our conversions, we went from dead, blind, lost, to found, given light, and brought into the kingdom of his beloved son. This is that spiritual kingdom reign, the already aspects of the kingdom. Look, believers, we all, by nature of us being believers, submit to the lordship of Jesus Christ in our lives, and we look to him alone for our salvation. Some trust princes, some trust chariots, as the Psalms say. This is very loose quoting of it. But we trust in the Lord. Jesus is our salvation. And belief in the gospel is key to enter into, entering into this already kingdom. You're not in that. It, John 3 says that unless you're born again, you can't enter what? The kingdom of God. There's an entering. When we believe, if you have believed, that means you've entered. Our existence here, even as a church, is towards the great commission work where unbelievers were preaching and teaching and discipling and reaching out so that they might come into contact with King Jesus. He's the king. He's the king of our lives. We want to put him forth as the only king worthy of worship. People are saved. They enter this aspect of the kingdom. That's already here at the coming of Jesus. And we must be about this kingdom proclamation at First Baptist Church. This is what we're about. And that not only are we seeking new converts, but part of the kingdom work happens within the walls of our churches and churches all throughout the world. As what do we do? We are teaching them, as the Great Commission in Matthew 28 says, we're teaching them what? Who? Disciples. New disciples, believers, believers. Uh, older disciples, people that have been believers for a long time. This is a lifelong tax, the Great Commission, as we've seen before. What are we doing? We're teaching them to obey all that Jesus has commanded. How many of you know all that Jesus has commanded or obeying it right now, every second of the day, uh, 24 hours a day, seven days a week? Probably no one's going to raise their hand, right? Because that is something we're seeking to continue to pursue and encourage in our own lives, in the lives of our children, in the lives of our church, Great commission work, discipleship going. This is all things that we need to be about. Seeking the kingdom means caring about gospel proclamation and gospel up building, even here in our local church. This leads us now. This leads us as we're thinking about seeking the kingdom, about being a part and and focusing in on that kingdom work. This leads us to focus and to... Be, be, be aware of these realities. And then also as we look forward to something in the future as well. Point number three, God's future kingdom consummation. So we just saw the already, his current reign, the spiritual reign, the already. But now this is the not yet. I don't know if you can see it within the bricks there. Uh, but God's future on the screen, God's future kingdom consummation, this is the not yet. Let's see it from the Baptist faith and message for this aspect of our church doctrine. It says, The full consummation of the kingdom awaits the return of Jesus Christ and the end of this age. We await this church, even as we took the Lord's Supper this morning, remember? In Matthew 26, on that topic, in verse 29, what does Jesus say? I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it anew with you in my Father's kingdom. Do you see the anticipation, the fullness? Do, do you see that we're awaiting something fuller? We know this in other passages of Scripture, but since we're in that resurrection season here coming up next week, Good Friday and Easter, I figured... 1 Corinthians 15, 20 through 28 might be encouraging for us. So let's see it from the Bible. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead. The first of those who have fallen asleep. For as by man came death, by a man has come also the resurrection of the dead. For as an Adam all die. So also in Christ shall all be made alive. Verse 23. But each in his own order. Christ, the firstfruits. Then at his coming, those who belong to Christ. You see that order? Then comes the end. When he delivers the kingdom of God, kingdom, uh, kingdom to God the Father, after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. For God has put all things in subjection under his feet. But when he says all things are put in subjection, it is plain that he is accepted who put all things in subjection under him. When all things are subjected to him, then the Son himself will also be subjected to him who put all things in subjection under him that God may be all in all. But do you see the pattern there? Jesus rose first as the first fruits in his resurrection. Guess what? We could take it to the bank. His resurrection is the basis for our future resurrection. We will have a bodily resurrection with glorified bodies like the Lord Jesus Christ. But then do you see the the order, though? That's in the future, at the coming, at his coming, when all things will be destroyed. It's a future kingdom. The full consummation is in the future when he comes. So we look forward to the coming of Jesus, to that completion of all those things. But the point here is that what the Bible teaches is in correspondence with what our doctrine teaches, and that is that the full consummation of the kingdom awaits the return of Jesus Christ and the end of the age. The already kingdom and then the not yet That we look forward to as well. What a glorious future to behold. Right church. It should get us excited now. This already not yet picture. Is so important for us to be encouraged now. If you're a believer. Oh if you're a believer. Be about that kingdom work and reign. Love it. Care for it. If you've neglected it. If we've neglected it. If we haven't. The kingdom first and focused on that, let's refocus that as a church, as individual Christians. Let's refocus that. We can think about all these other things, and we've talked about this before. Uh, Churches can be doing a lot of things. We, as individual Christians, could be doing a lot of things. But we have to prioritize the main things, the, the, the really, really important things. And wouldn't you say that the kingdom of God is one of those really, really important things? Interesting fact many church doctrinal positions don't have an article on the kingdom. I'm sure glad they do. I'm sure glad our doctrine, the Baptist Faith and Message 2000, has an article on the kingdom because it's so important. Because it affects us already now in the coming of Jesus. And it also encourages us as we look forward to the return of Christ and the full consummation of the kingdom in the future. It should encourage us. We have a resurrection awaiting, we have a God who reigns now. Overall, there's a lot of discouraging things and a lot of crazy things going on in the world. A lot of people who don't bow the knee to him, who don't submit to him. But one day, everyone will know. Not only everyone here on earth now, but everyone in the past, in the present, and in the future. Make no mistake about it. The Lord reigns. His kingdom come. His will be done on earth as it is in heaven. There are future realities, church. That we see here. Their present realities church. That we see here. All put in our church doctrine. So let us look forward to these realities. All in submission to our great king. As we enjoy the realities of his kingdom. And we look forward to the fullness of his kingdom in the future. As Christ and when Christ returns. Let's pray. Thanking God for these realities. Father we thank you for our church doctrinal position that it clearly points to biblical truths, and it encourages us, even encourages us right now, here this evening. Would you use all the wonderful things that we just exalted in and gloried over from your word? Would you use it to drive into our time and our members meeting, into the time of business here, uh, to, to encourage the things that are going on here at our church? Would you give us wisdom, encouragement, and joy Would you help us to glorify you in this time? We say this in Jesus' name, amen.